from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. I hope everyone had a magnificent, amazing, and relaxing weekend. I know uh, I didn't, <laughs> um, but it's been it's been quite quite the day, y'all. It's been quite the weekend, and it's it's August twenty eighth. If you would have thunk it that today was August twenty eighth, if you woke up this morning and realized August is almost over, where September falls around the corner, holiday season, New Year, twenty twenty four. Let that sink in for just a moment because it's budget time. With that being said, we've got a packed show this morning. I mean, packed. A lot of stuff to talk about. So without further ado, join me, our our global audience. We've got David from London, Reggie from Atlanta. um, 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 And and, and I see on YouTube, we've got our global map. We've got India on. We've got got, uh, Israel on. So good morning uh, to everyone or good afternoon to everyone who's global. Now, join me for an espresso. It's never too early or too late in the day to enjoy one of these. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Yep, it's never too early, never too late. Let's start off with Kroll and their uh, data breach reporting. A cyber threat actor targeted their T-Mobile account belonging to a Kroll employee in a highly sophisticated swim swapping attack, um, specifically to mobile without any authority from or contact with Kroll or its employees. Transferred the employee's phone numbers to the threat actor's phone at their request. As a result, it appears the threat actor gained access to certain files containing PII of bankruptcy claimants in the matter of BlockFi, FTX, and Genesis. Immediate actions were taken to secure the three affected accounts. Affected individuals have been notified by email. Um, their uh, Kroll is cooperating with the FBI. A full un- 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 uh, investigation is underway. Uh, they have no evidence to suggest other Kroll systems were impacted. Uh, please be advised that Kroll restructuring admin will never ask or require you to do any of the following through any of their bankruptcies, meaning they're expecting some sort of phishing to hit those folks. The three bankrupt cryptocurrency companies, FTX, BlockFi, and Genesis, now have all been a part of this. In a statement issued last week, Kroll said that they learned of the SIM swapping attack. They called it highly sophisticated. We, um, I'll let you guys go ahead and 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 put your own access to that in a notification sent out to customers ftx that attackers gain access to file storing information such as name address email address and ftx account balance the company noted that Kroll does not store ftx account passwords and ftx systems or digital assets have not been impacted uh shortly after Kroll and cryptocurrency companies started notifying customers ftx users reported getting phishing emails claiming they were eligible to start withdrawing funds from their ftx account BlockFi said They've seen an attempt in phishing and spam calls as a result of the incident. So there's the downstream impact of this specific uh, data breach here. A data breach at the French government agencies exposing information of over 10 million French citizens. The Poly Employee French's Governmental Unemployment Registration and Financial Aid Agency is informing around 10 million individuals of a data breach. The Pole employee became aware of a violation of the information systems of one of its providers involving risk of disclosure of personal data of job seekers. Although the agency doesn't specify the number of impacted individuals, the La Parisian reports an estimate of about 10 million people being impacted. This is based on the fact that 6 million people had registered in one of the Pole employee 900 job centers by February of 2022, and of those 4 millions have done so in the previous 12 months prior to the attack. 
Just lets you know how bad unemployment and financial aid is needed in France. 10 million people are living off the government. The exposed information includes full names, social security numbers, email addresses, phone numbers, passwords, and banking data had not been affected by this leak, but the other information has. Although the exposed data has limited utility in cybercrime operations, uh, it, it really doesn't because here's the deal. Um, the way this would work, and, 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 and I've got two points to this story, is they can go in and continue to do benefit fraud for these same individuals. That's number one, to just change some of that information to suit what they need to, to be best. Um, and, and number two, um, it lets you target these 10 million people that are on our government benefits for other types of fraud. So can it become very, uh, can it impact these 10 million people? Absolutely. The fact that the French government downplays this just lets you know everything you need to know about this. By the way, I'm, di- I'm dying to see the GDPR investigation into this. Is the French government going to find one of its divisions for a GDPR violation? Just saying, would love to see it. Would love to see it. Love it. Apparently, this may be related to move it. Uh, and now there's uh, 59.2 million compromised individuals with 988 organizations. That list is getting long on the move it one. Long, y'all, long. A recent wave of Windows blue screens is linked to an MSI motherboard. MSI has officially confirmed that the recent surge of blue screens of death that we all have come to love encountered by many window users after installing this week's optional preview update is linked to some of its motherboard models. MSI has received several reports of users encountering the blue screen of death that has an error message that reads unsupported processor with MSI 600 or 700 series motherboards after installing the Windows 11 update KB5029 or 351 preview. Uh, The Taiwanese PC vendors also advise all users to avoid installing the preview update on Windows system for now. Those who've had already their systems updated and have been impacted should revert to their BIOS, uh, revert their BIOS to a previous version and uninstall the optional Windows update. Uh, QA process missing there? Just maybe. LeaseWeb is restoring critical systems after a security breach. For those who don't know, one of the largest cloud and hosting providers notified that it's working on restoring critical systems disabled after a recent security breach. The Dutch cloud provider said it discovered signs of unusual activities in some parts of of its infrastructure on Tuesday of last week while investigating a customer portal downtime issue. LeaseWeb took down some of its impacted systems to mitigate security risk and says that its team are now working to restore critical systems affected by the incident. This all started on the night of August 22nd. Monitoring systems detected unusual activity within certain areas of their cloud environment the issue had an impact on a specific portion of our cloud-based infrastructure, leading to downtime for a small number of cloud customers. Now, here's the deal. Over the last several weeks, we've talked a bunch about cloud providers going down and being targets, with one of which last week that we talked about had all of the customer data wiped in the ransomware attack. All of it. Done. Finito. Fin. Nothing. This is a trend. And it's an uptick, and it's significant. People choose private cloud or public cloud, Amazon or, or Google or Azure to LeaseWeb or, or, or Rackspace or many others. Nonetheless, you ought to start recalculating your cloud providers. Not saying don't go to the cloud because that's just not doable, but how do you audit your cloud provider? What kind of uh, response do they have? 
And what does it mean if they go down? And is that part of your playbook? Because in most places, it's not. In most places, it's not. The LockBit 3.0 ransomware builder that was uh, leaked last year has now led threat actors to abusing the tool to spawn a bunch of new variants. Uh, Kaspersky said that it detected a ransomware intrusion that deployed a version of LockBit, but with a markably different ransom demand procedure, the attacker behind the incident decided to use a different ransom note with a headline related to a previously unknown group called National Hazard Agency, according to uh, Eduardo Ovale and Francisco Figueroli. The revamped ransom note directly specified the amount to be paid to obtain the decryption keys and direct communication to a talks service and email, unlike the LockBit group, which doesn't mention the amount and uses its own communication and negotiation platforms there as well. So LockBit 3.0 having been leaked, is now being developed into multiple different strands. It's a great time to work with your XDR, MDR, EDR provider to really see, all right, what are you guys seeing out there? What are some of the TTPs and IOTs and how do we address those and detect those because you want to get those to your security operations team as soon as possible. You know those Barracuda ESG appliances that Barracuda said just go ahead and replace them? Well, apparently even replacing them doesn't solve it. The FBI is now recommending federal agencies to just remove them all together. CVE 2023-2868, the vulnerability started getting exploited in October of last year of 2022 to backdoor into the um, email security gateway appliance and steal data from the compromised systems. The attackers deployed previously unknown malware, C-Spy and Saltwater, and a malicious tool C-Side to establish reverse shell port remote access. CISA has added this to its known vulnerability. Obviously, it's been added to the Kev catalog, but now the FBI, CISA, and everyone else is saying just rip these things out. It doesn't seem like there's any solution. There's something in there that's really, really greater uh, than all of that. Barracuda for itself says that its security products are being used by over 200 organizations, including companies like Samsung, Delta Airlines, Mitsubishi, and Kraft Heinz. But you ought to be ripping these out at this point and replacing them. And that just lets you know how difficult um, the software supply chain attacks are because once they get in and they've got persistence, that's all it takes. China's unleashing the Flax Typhoon APT to live off the land types of attacks, according to a warning by Microsoft. A China-backed APT group dubbed Flax Typhoon has installed a web of persistent long-term infections inside dozens of Taiwanese organizations likely to carry out an extensive cyber espionage campaign. And it did it using only minimal amounts of malware. According to Microsoft, the state-sponsored cyber attack group is living off the land for the most part using legitimate tools and utilities built into the Windows OS to carry out an extremely stealthy and persistent operation. Someone say that SolarWinds wasn't going to have large impact anywhere. For now, most of the victims of Flax Typhoon are clustered in Taiwan. According to a warning on Flax Typhoon from Microsoft, the computing giant isn't divulging the scope of the attacks, but noted that Enterprise Beyond Taiwan should be unnoticed. The campaign's using a technique that could be easily uh, reused in other operations outside the region. Its warning and uh, nation-state threat has targeted a broad range of industries, including government agencies, education, critical manufacturing, and IT throughout the Southeast, as well as North America and Africa. China, for its part, is really trying to step up its cyber war game, uh, warfare and really trying to step up its espionage for a bunch of reasons. One, uh, they stopped reporting their uh, teenage unemployment. Uh, their their uh, you know unemployment between the ages of eighteen to thirty five is 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 a, about twenty five or thirty percent. That's one hundred and forty million people that are unemployed of ripe age. Uh, additionally, the CCP is telling these young 
men and women who are graduating with degrees to just take a hard um, labor job, whatever job they can get their hands on and suffer quietly. Um, so China's going to be stepping up its effort. Its economies in shambles. And so what it's trying to do is create either, even more uncertainty uh, globally to what's going on in China. And you have to understand that when your back's against the wall, you tend to do stupid things. Uh, Taiwan could be under on, 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 on the verge there. So you want to keep your eye out on this geopolitical situation with China because they're, they're on the move. People are watching them and, and their backs are against the wall. The Chinese economy is in shambles. If you think our economy is bad, you haven't seen China's. China's economy is bad. If we just had some decent foreign policy, we could really build a coalition there. Really do it. CISA is touting tremendous growth in their vulnerability disclosure platform. The uh, U.S. federal government's internal clearinghouse for secure cybersecurity vulnerabilities took in more than 1,300 valid reports in the first 18 months and prompted decisive action on most of them, saving as much as $4.35 in estimated response and recovery efforts, according to the program's first annual report. The vulnerability disclosure policy platform has seen tremendous growth in onboarding 40 agency programs since its launch in July of 2021. CISA said in a news release on Friday, the goal is to have an organized way for agencies to receive discoveries from cybersecurity researchers or other sources and share them across the government, including vulnerabilities identified during bug bounty contests. Uh, typically, agencies do not offer reward for direct submission, but they do award cash prizes through bug bounty competitions. So there's that. Good to see that actually working. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more what's happening in the world of cybersecurity. Thank you all for tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Twitter is now X, by the way. Uh, make sure to catch us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And until then, have a great rest of your day, y'all. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.